Welcome to The Heartbeat. This episode is very divinely timed, and I shouldn't be surprised because I get messages from you guys all the time saying that these episodes are divinely timed for you as well, and this one is specifically in my life, I'm in a season where I'm discovering myself at a really deeper level, letting sides of me that I have suppressed um, really shine, but also really knowing myself in terms of not just the things I like and don't like, but how I operate specifically, me, Kevin, uniquely, instead of trying to follow a system or what I thought I I was supposed to be in order to get love or to help people. And I'm recognizing that I just get to be me. That's the supposed to. It's just me. And that brings all of the others. So as I'm diving inward and um, doing that in the fun exploration of it, uh, this episode is being released. And so uh, this was an amazing conversation. And Aaron is an amazing human design specialist. And if you don't know what human design is, I'm going to leave all of her links uh, down below and you can actually figure out what your human design is. But it's more than just a personality type thing. It's literally a blueprint for how to live your life. It's kind of awesome. And it's helped me out a lot, uh, especially since recording this episode. I've just noticed some stuff within my own life uh, on how to navigate life better and trust myself more. So it helped me. I hope that this can help you as well. And also at the time of this podcast releasing, Dark 72 is out. It's free. It's a three-day total life reset. So if you're just wanting to know yourself, really like have a change in your life and to be more of your real authentic true self, which is not shunning any side of you, whether that's your fears, your doubts, your insecurities or anything else or the the thing that you're scared of, your bigness, then um, join us, dark72.com. We had just finished up by the time you're listening to this, uh, doing it live, and it all of it was recorded so you can go through the three days at your own time, whenever, wherever. So dark72.com is where you can find out more about that. Um, and I'm just really honored to present to you this conversation about human design, which changed my life with Aaron Claire Jones, and you're listening to The Heartbeat. So what's on your heart to talk about today? Ooh, um, what's on my heart to talk about today? I mean, generally I talk about human design, so that's kind of always on my heart to talk about today. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think that like, you know, we, we chatted a little bit before, but I think mm-hmm. just like really understanding ourselves and our partners and the people that we relate with and learning how to respect those differences is so beautiful and so useful. Yeah, because I, so I've known about human design for a while, probably about two years now. And I know that I think I'm a manifesting generator, but I don't know what that Correct. means. It just, it just sounds cool. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, yeah, okay. But obviously diving deeper into this uh, is helpful because it helps you to identify uh, how you relate to yourself and other people. Am I correct? Correct. 
Yeah. So exactly. what got before we dive into all that and kind of give people the goods, like what got you started in this? So I came into human design one so serendipitously, which, you know, makes sense now. But I think that I had come from the world of startups and business and working with all these teams. And I was like, so inspired by the people that I was working with and the visions for the companies, but it felt like no one really knew how to work together. Um, and so it felt like a little bit dysfunctional. I think that I've always been kind of obsessed with the people element, you know, and just like, so I was just like working all these startups and just feeling like things weren't like totally right. And I was living, I mean, I live in New York now, but I was living in New York then as well. And this was in 2015 and basically went to a friend's house and someone I'd never met before came over and basically looked at my human design on his phone. I never heard of the system. I had no idea what he was talking about. He didn't even live in New York. And like, he basically started telling me all this stuff about myself. So for those, we'll get into human design, but it's based on your exact mm -hmm. time, date and place of birth. So you can look it up on your phone. And all this stuff that felt like so familiar. I was like, Oh my God, you're like putting a language to my life experience. And like, there was just wow. like this, I breathed just like this extraordinary sigh of relief. I was just like, I spent so much of my life trying to be so many things that I'm not. And like to the stranger right here, is just like giving me permission to be like all the things that I am and, and mm. to operate really differently. And he kind of ended the conversation because with human design, you know, as we'll probably talk about, you can look a lot about around compatibility and it's like how you mm -hmm. can best function um, with the people around you. And he was like, and by the way, like we're meant to work together. Like we're meant to make money together and build a business together. I was like, what? Um, and so it was just like such a funny initiation. So, you know, I, um, ended up continuing to talk to him and we actually did end up building a business together around human design for two years. And then I launched my own practice in 2018. But, um, what really drew me to human design initially was actually its application in business, just to kind of bring it back to what I was referencing earlier because human design is like not only useful in supporting individuals and partnerships in their own transformation, but also in supporting teams to function more optimally by just helping them better understand how to work together and how unique mm -hmm. and different each person is and how to communicate with them and how they make decisions. So it's been like a roller coaster ride. It wasn't like I started and it was like, woohoo, everyone's ready for yeah. it, you know? Um, but <laughs> it's been, it's been such a beautiful journey. And I think that like, and so my work now is with teams as well, because that's very close to my heart, but, um, but a yeah. lot with individuals as well, and just kind of making human design super palatable and accessible and actionable for people. I love what you mentioned about um, you allowing yourself to be yourself yeah. instead of being all the things that you're not. And I think that that's a, that's a huge transformation in and of itself. 100%. Uh, and I think that, you know, maybe as we, as we continue to talk about human design and people figure out theirs, um, it'll give them permission to be themselves because that's what we're here for. <laughs> that's what we're here for. Um, and that's, yeah, and that's really, I mean, what you, yeah, that's what it does. It's yeah, just like people exactly. know the things already. Human design just validates mm -hmm. it and gives them, gives them the tools to step into it. So how is, and I'm just playing devil's advocate for a second. Yeah. How's human design different than a personality test and, or, uh, astrology signs? Totally. So, um, in terms of a personality test, so when you think about like Enneagram or Myers Briggs or Disc or Strengths Finder, any of those things, you're answering questions. You know, it's a questionnaire based and you're answering questions mm -hmm. based on who you think you are. Not to say that that's mm -hmm. always wrong, you know, but like, I don't know about your experience, but like, <laughs> mine always changes. You know, it's like my Myers Briggs, like it <laughs> yeah. changes over time based on why I'm answering the Depending questions. Depending on what mood I'm yeah, in. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And like, I love the Enneagram, but I also like, I've actually done a pretty deep dive into the Enneagram and I like leave and I'm like, I don't totally know what I am. Like, I think I'm 
them a three with a four wing, mm-hmm. but like it's just, it is, it, it, they're such actually useful systems, but also they are a little bit more heady, you know, and there's something kind of mm-hmm. magical about human design where it's like the, the intention is not only to surface the things that you know about yourself, but also all the unconscious stuff, all the energetic stuff that's underneath the surface, which is like why you can't mm-hmm. really answer it based on questions. You know, it's, it's based on your birth information, which I understand is like a little bit wild. Um, but it kind of looks at again, both the conscious and the unconscious piece. And so even though teams are sometimes like, well, that's all we need, it can be actually a little bit of a relief. So that's the difference with yeah. um, personality tests. Is that is that clear for you? Yeah. Yeah. What about astrology signs? Astrology. So what I would say is that like, honestly, they're just different systems. Like human design does pull from yeah. astrology. Like it, it is, we call human design a quantum system because it kind of draws from astrology and quantum physics and genetics and biochemistry and like the chakra system and the I Ching and the Kabbalah to kind of just give us this like blueprint of who we are. Um, you know, everyone mm-hmm. thinks I'm like, probably very proficient at astrology because I do human design and like, I'm really not. Um, and so I think that like people are kind of drawn to different things. So I think that there can be like, I've never found the systems opposing each other, but I think they're both like super useful. Yeah. You know, I think what, um, but, but different. And I think what drew me to human design was that one, it wasn't predictive, which I think in general, astrology gives you more like the weather. It's not generally predictive in the same way, but like, I think that it wasn't predictive. It more just was giving people the blueprint. And I think, why I loved human design was just like how actionable and grounded and simple it was because like, I just think like we need, we don't need more information. You know, we just need like the right information at the right times with the right tools to actually make a difference in our lives. And to me, human design just did that so beautifully. That's awesome. And so when, and and one thing that I love about it too, is that it refers to the body. Like for those of you listening, if you haven't known anything about human design, when you start to like look up your design, uh, it talks about your body systems yeah. and how they work together even. Mm-hmm. And just knowing even that, and as I've di- kind of been diving into the, not just psychological sides of healing, but also the physical yeah. um, and how, how your body relates to, to certain things. It's, it's been, it's brought up a lot. Um, so I love that side of it as well. And I love that it, it kind of approaches that things in that angle, exactly. you know, uh, yeah, but totally. um yeah. Yeah. So I was just, I was just kind of acknowledging that's dope. Yeah. And it is, you can <laughs> um, also see where you're physically yeah. like more, maybe not vulnerable is the right word, but also where it's like, oh, like if you're maybe like, this is your kind of gut area or your spleen or your immune system. And it's like often when we're off track in those areas and not honoring our design, like those can manifest in physical problems. So there's a lot of like physical support, but also mm-hmm. I think that like mm-hmm. it's the body piece is so beautiful too, because it's really teaching people how to make a decisions in a way that's really uniquely aligned for them, whether it's their gut or sleeping on things or trusting their intuition or talking things out. Like we're all meant to do it really differently. And I think that gives people so much permission because like mm-hmm. none of us are meant to make decisions for our minds, you know, in terms, cause we, cause our minds are right. just a little bit too powerful for that. Cause we can convince ourselves in or out of basically anything. Right. Totally. It's more, it's dropping into your body's yes. intelligence and how, you're supposed to be processing things, which I love. So I definitely want to dive into um, figuring out what your human design is for people tuning in, how to even read it. Because when I saw the thing, I was like, this is confusing. (laughs) (laughs) And and then, um, and then also how to apply this in relationships, uh, not just to yourself, but also getting to know other people. And and I'm sure effective communication comes up in play in this too. Um, So, yeah, I mean, let's start. I know that I sent over it. my information, so I'd I'd be willing for you to read me and yeah, and 
see what's up? Because like I said, I, I know a little bit about it, yeah. but I don't know a lot. So basically, if you look up, and I'm sure there'll be a link in the show notes, but one place to look it up online if you're listening is aaronclairjones.com slash look up and there are other places to look it up as well. But the idea is kind of once you get that exact time, date, and place of birth, you'll see this crazy map. And it's going to look confusing. It's going to be like, what are all those colors and those lines and those shapes? So it's like not really supposed to make sense off the bat, unfortunately. Um, but <laughs> basically high level, there are five different types. So let me go through your type and I can walk through a couple others too, just for people to get a sense of them. Um, and then we have a strategy, we have way making yeah. decisions and all the things. So high level, there are manifesting generators, generators, projectors, reflectors, and manifestors. So you're a manifesting generator. I'm a projector. So the majority of the population are manifesting generators and generators, which in no way means that like y'all are not unique. It just is like, we need these people desperately because they're kind of like the energy beings. Um, but basically <laughs> manifesting generators and generators are the ones that have the energy and the life force to kind of just build and create and bring things to life. Like they're just here to wake up in the morning with a full tank of energy to use up their energy in super satisfying ways and then kind of crash and wake up recharge. If they haven't fully exhausted their tank, they might go to bed and feel just like restless because they're like, wow, I haven't used up my tank or even just depleted. They're like, I haven't even used my energy in a way that feels good today. Um, and the more they're using their energy in ways that feel good, like the more uplifting energy they're bringing into their lives and their relationships and the people around them. So like if you're in a relationship as a manifesting generator, I would really just like encourage you to find as much time as you can on the outside to just like do the things that you really enjoy, even if they're not aligned with what your partner wants, just because that's going to lie to come into that relationship with so much more uplifting, excited energy. And like the, the things you're doing might always align. And the difference between the two is that manifesting generators to you often thrive when you have your energy in a lot of things at once. You're not really meant to do just one thing. Totally. That's one thing that I've that's one thing that I've yeah. recognized. Yeah. Cause when I'm doing one thing, I'm, I do it well and I'm so just like bored. not simulating enough. It's just like, you could have like an awesome job and you're like, mm, yeah. just doesn't quite hit like all the things I want to do. It's like, these are my people that are like, I'm a podcast host. I'm a coach. Like I'm a dad. I own this business. Like they're just like, <laughs> and so often they've been made to get scattered or like they're doing too much, but like they need that level of simulation to kind of be excited and be successful, you know? Mm -hmm. And you're a little bit superhuman, like in your mm -hmm. capacity to kind of bring things to life really quickly once it's like you get a yes, but like also not expecting oh, yeah. your partner, business partner, romantic kids to keep up with you because like they're just, they're not meant to move at the same pace. <laughs> like that's your kind of your special magic. So how does that feel to you? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's spot on. Yeah. When I, when I get clarity, when I know things, shit yeah. just happens fast. And I'm always I have so much going on. And when I don't, or I just have a little bit of stuff going on, I yeah. almost get depressed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've crazy. also got the, like, so. we all have kind of what we call channels in our human design. And these are just like innate strengths that we have. And one of your strengths is like the strength of being busy. <laughs> Which means like, even if you go on vacation, you're like, okay, what are all the things that I'm going to do? You know, it's just like, because you've got this like energy to work off, you know? And yeah. so like, if there's no good place to mm -hmm. point it, it can, yeah, it can create restlessness or depression or frustration. Um, so, and also one other thing I said about manifesting mm -hmm. generators is that they move very quickly. Like your gift is like exactly what you said, bringing an idea to life very. incredibly quickly, but in doing so you can skip a few steps along the way. So like, it's really good to surround yourself by people on your team or around you that can like handle the step-by-step -step process. So you can kind of be in this like powerful and creative flow. Yeah. The, uh, this podcast got started the yeah. day I had the idea. I just released episode one, said, yep, we're doing a daily podcast every single day. I don't know what it's going to turn out to be, but hey, this is episode oh, one. Oh, my Thanks God. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> and, here, and here we are 
you know, three years later. Unbelievable. So, <laughs> um, and I'm I'm launching a nonprofit right now, and that I'm proud of myself because that's the one thing that I didn't yeah. just jump on. I really am like sitting with it. I have a team that's helping me out. We're doing things the smart way, but things are happening, just not how it would happen if I was solo. Yeah, totally. And it, you got you know? this interesting dance. So like, and we can talk about the other types too, but like you, even though you can bring things to life very quickly, you're also what we call an emotional decision maker, which basically means that like mm-hmm. you aren't meant to be super impulsive. So it's like, you're actually meant to like sleep on things, mm-hmm. not like prolong things crazy long, but like maybe giving yourself a day or two, you know, just to be like, wow, I have such a powerful gut instinct yeah. noted. Let me give myself a couple of days to really make sure I have the energy for this thing. And it's the right use of my energy and like what I have to give to the world. Because like, there's a little bit of your design where you can ride these emotional mm-hmm. waves of like highs and lows. And just like the key is to kind of not make decisions on the high and the low, but to give yourself like a little bit of space to just really confirm it's the right thing. Yeah. yeah. I've learned that throughout my life. Exactly. And also even like romantically, you know, I think that it's just like, you're not really meant to, um, you know, jump into relationships, you know? So really kind of like taking time to like have some courtship Mm -hmm. and really feel into a relationship before you commit. Um, so, okay. And let's talk about, so do you want to hear about the other types? Would that be useful? Okay. Yeah, I think that'd be useful for if you just want to give a, a general overview. So, for other okay, people. one other piece I would share. Yeah. So, the generators, the difference here is that generators are more around, um, you know, they're here to be kind of like just like the builders, the creators, the doers, like not always to have do all the things at once, maybe a little bit more kind of like focus energy. And then, like, when it's time to move on, they often don't need that, like, all the stimulation quite as much. Like, it's more like I've got to be so lit up by the one thing. And then, when it's time, I'll move on. And they're also so beautiful, like, mastering the process. Mm-hmm. My, um, business partner and, romantic partner is a generator and i'm just like honestly could not be more grateful to have him on my team because like he's just like he's like he just like builds and creates things and like (laughs) oh my god i just can't even i'm just like as a projector over here it's so it's just such a good reminder that we just need each other so badly um okay and then one other piece i would share about you as a manifesting generator and for generators is that your strategy is magnetism you're meant to kind of like allow life to come to you you're not really kind of meant to chase after things, but kind of just like magnetize things to you and wait for something to kind of spark a gut response. So you're actually not really designed to do much of the initiating. Like you're just meant to keep mm-hmm. your awareness open and really kind of paying attention to what's showing up in your world. How does that feel to you? Wow. I've, I'm on that wave. I was like talking the other day with a friend, just joking around. I'm like, it's tra- everything's attraction marketing. You just got to align to the frequency, be magnetic, and it's going to show up. <laughs> I'm, I'm just speaking in my Well, see, that's what's so cool about human design is that yeah, like, cool. it's Great. not like a thing where you're just like, oh my God, I've got to like figure this all out. Like, how can I be a manifesting generator? It's like when I learn, like know myself and I'm doing work on myself, like <laughs> it's just going to happen, you know, and human design just accelerates the process. Mm. Okay. So projectors. So pro- I'm a projector. Yeah. Projector is about 20% of the population. Projectors are very different than manifesting generators and that our gift is really in our perspective and ability to like see things in a unique way and not doing all the doing. We are not the doers. We are the advisors. And so like often projectors make amazing like leaders of teams or managers or guides, but just not here to do all the doing. Um and they're also just so wise and sensitive about energy, you know? So they often like can make amazing therapists or coaches or psychologists mm-hmm. because they just like are so like have such a knack for penetrating into people's energy and making them feel so seen and so deeply recognized. Um, and f- for me mm-hmm. and for all projectors, so much of the lesson is learning how to really honor the ebbs and flows of your energy. 
leveraging the energy that's there, resting when it's not, and not just like pushing, 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 and trying to be more of a doer. Um, and the strategy for us mm-hmm. as projectors is waiting for a sense of recognition and invitation. So this is going to be true for all parts of your life, business and romance is that you just bring such a unique and different energy to the table. So it's just so important for you to really feel like recognized and authentically like invited in. You're not like actually here to initiate all those things. And so it might not always be formal, but just like asking yourself, like, do I feel recognized? Do I feel invited in? If so, like maybe I'll lean in a little bit more. Um, it's not meant to be this like super passive thing. Like so much of it is about kind of making yourself visible. Like even when I think about my partnership, like he's a generator, it's like, I wasn't just like, you know, sitting back, but I did like, let him know. I was like, this is where I am. But I also stepped back. I knew that I could initiate the thing. You know, I was more like, I'll just like, let him know where I I am and let it emerge. And I do that in business all the time. Like I built my business, not by initiating things, which trust me, I've tried with little success, but it's more just like, I just like really being like (laughs) making myself visible. Just like sharing what I like love in a really broad way. And that seems mm. to attract all the most aligned invitations to me. Um, so, so if you're in That's a relationship awesome. with a projector, let's say you are, you know, like one, don't expect them to keep up with you. Encourage them to take all the rest in the world because their energy is going to be a little bit more ebby and flowy. Like my partner and I will land in a new city and he's like, okay, ready to go see the city. And I'm like, I'll lay down on my back for four hours see you later, you know? And so... <laughs> Um, and so that's really useful. And also knowing that yeah. recognition and invitation is everything for projectors. So like really inviting your partner and recognizing them. Like my partner does this kind of out of a joke, but he's always just like every few weeks, he's like, Aaron, will you be my partner? And I'm like, yeah, that really feels good. You know, there's just like something about kind of renewing the invitation mm-hmm. in that way that feels really good. Um, and yeah, that all clear. Mm-hmm. Can you think of some people that maybe are projectors in your life? It is. Oh Yeah. I was, after you were explaining it too, I was also like, I have certain qualities of that. Yeah. And I can see in myself. Um, and so, but, but yeah, I definitely know other people that are. And you can start to see, like, I did a a couple Mm -hmm. session last night with a projector and a manifesting generator, you know, and they've been together for 17 years, but it was just like so much permission. Mm -hmm. They were just like, oh, the projector was like, I have been trying to keep up with him Mm -hmm. for my entire relationship. Like, I'm just like starting to realize that I do things really differently. And one of the really kind of interesting piece, I'd actually be so curious your thoughts on this, just given the work that you do, the recommendation for in human design in particular for projectors, manifestors and reflectors, although it's kind of true for everyone is to sleep in your own space. The idea is that we impact each other so so much when we sleep, Mm -hmm. so much energetically when we sleep that it becomes a little bit easier to wake up as Mm -hmm. ourselves when we wake up in our own space. I will like caveat that by saying that like, I know that a lot of people can't afford two bedrooms or maybe don't even desire it, you know, but it's just something to play with. Like, how do you feel sleeping next to somebody versus sleeping by yourself? And like my partner and I have our own bedrooms and like, we choose to sleep together too. Like we love sleeping together, but it's not our default. And it just, it was a thing that I had so much stigma around Mm -hmm. before, but I realized like, I just like, I'm such a proponent of it. It's just, it's so powerful. Have you, what are your thoughts on that? Is like the separate bedroom thing, a thing that you talk about at all with clients? I've never talked about it, but I do know people who do it yes. that have, they're very happily married. And I, you know, when I was like, a few years ago, yes, I was definitely. like, why the fuck? What? <laughs> I had so yes. many, so much, there was so much around it. Right. And, um, the more that I kind of deepen in my process, the more I, I value, uh, my morning time and, you know, being by myself and with myself, uh, the more that I could see that as a realistic opportunity, um, to make things work. And it's not weird. And like you said, like, it's, it's not like a every single night type of a thing. Like if you want to sleep with them one night, cool. But having the, even Mm -hmm. just the opportunity to have your own space, um, 
is important yeah, because I don't know if you know much about Esther Perel's work. Uh, she yeah. she says, you know, desire requires space. Yeah. So if you're with this COVID person times, all the fucking time, <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> you become yeah, yeah, exactly. So creating that space uh, it will create a longing totally. that'll ignite the passion. So it makes of sense. course, uh, but yeah, and that, and that's always my encouragement. Out. The thing okay. is that I I expected so much resistance when I started sharing that with people because I was just like, this is kind of out there. I'm like, everyone just looks at me with this like longing in their eyes. They're like. Yeah. Oh my God, that would be a dream. But like, I don't know my, and also my partner, honestly, this wasn't even my idea. My partner's always wanted this, but he was like, he wanted this since he was five, but he was just like, Aaron, there's something wow. about like having your own identity. You know what I mean? Like having your own bedroom, like creating your own space. Like he's so tidy and neat. I'm like, you know, a little bit like <laughs> all over the place. And so I just think there's like something about allowing ourselves to exist <laughs> in our own spaces and not try to you know we have the rest of our home to anyway so it's something to explore as you said experiment with it like test it out and yeah. just like i would say entertain it as an option and decide whether or not to choose it rather than just like oh my god that's like not a thing that people do because i'm finding more and more people do it um okay so let's talk about our manifestors mm -hmm. so manifestors are really the ones that are here to initiate the ones that are here to kind of get things started, get the ball rolling, not always here to do all the doing themselves, but here to just like get things started. Most important for manifestors is feeling a sense of freedom and autonomy and mm -hmm. control. They're really not here to be told what to do or manage or guided in any way. So obviously that's going to be true in business, but also romantically, you know, it's like, they just like, <laughs> you got to like let them be in their own flow. And they're often like very mm -hmm. comfortable it with solitude, very kind of naturally innovative, can kind of like see the future and feel like they see where things are going. Um, and their strategy is all about initiating. So making the first move and also about informing. So once they made a decision, it's kind of reflecting on all the people that decision is going to impact, um, and making sure they let them know before they do it. And so, and that's going to be so true in relationship where it's like, if manifestors mm. just like go off and do their own thing without letting their partner or somebody in their life know, which is super natural for them to be like, I'm just going to do my own thing. It's like, people are so resistant. You know, it's like very simple example. One of my clients is a manifesting generator, but her mm -hmm. partner is a manifester and they have a two-year-old son. And if the manifester papa leaves the room without saying anything to the two-year-old, he will freak out. But when he's like, I'm leaving the room, I'm going upstairs. I'm not asking mm. you for permission. I'm not even explaining why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm just doing it. There's just like a sense of ease. Whereas like my manifesting generator client leaves the room and like the sun doesn't have the same reaction, you know? So it's just like, it's, it's this really interesting dynamic. And wow. I will say of all the things in human design, the informing piece is the least natural. <laughs> and so it's really just a practice. It's really just meant to make your life easier. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I think that, and psychologically, I would just say mm -hmm. that kind of provides like safety. Uh, I feel of like, oh, okay, you're doing that thing. Acknowledgement exactly. versus what the fuck's going on? Exactly. Am I safe? Why'd you totally? Leave? <laughs> it's just like I like feel like I can be on your team. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not questioning it or suspicious or like scared about it. So, um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then we have our reflectors. So reflectors are about one percent of the population. Manifestors are about eight to nine. I don't know if I mentioned that. So reflectors are kind of our collective mirrors. These are people that are incredibly sensitive to their physical environment and kind of always taking in everything in their physical space and mirroring it back. So you really get a good sense of like how community is doing, our company is doing, our team is doing just by how reflector is showing up. Um and so it's so important for a reflector to really make sure their space feels good. Mm -hmm. So being in like a space that feels good, their city feels good, their town feels good, their home feels good, their bedroom feels good. Like they're going to magnify whatever space they're in. So they've got to just like choose and curate really good spaces. The magic of reflectors is also in their 
fluidity. So they're not really meant to be just one thing. They're going to appear as where they feel like a generator, like a manifesting generator, like a manifester. And so the shadow for them would be trying to put themselves into one box. And the wisdom is just like allowing like themselves to be a little bit surprised by how they feel every day. It's like, Ooh, today I feel like a projector. Ooh, today I feel like this, you know, like I feel this way around this group of people and this way around this group. And so there's such beautiful inconsistency. So being in partnership with somebody that mm. so honors that and doesn't make you wrong for it. Um, and it, it is important also for reflectors to kind of be invited in and recognized as well. Um, and one other piece I'd say is that like, remember mm -hmm. that reflectors kind of like magnify kind of back the state of things. And so like, if you're dating a reflector and you're not really working through some of your stuff, like the reflector is going to probably mirror all that back to you. So it's like so of service for reflectors to be in relationship with people that are really doing the work and kind of showing up in a way that feels good and healthy because they're going to take in that energy so deeply. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you say mirror back, what's so that would be like you know, you? it's like if what the, like? if say a reflector is like working in a workspace that feels really toxic, they're gonna feel terrible. They're gonna feel unhealthy. They're gonna like just not feel good in their body. But if a reflector is like working in a space that really feels good, you know, like they're gonna feel so uplifted and energized and excited. Like their state mm -hmm. of being is just gonna be such a mirror of the space that they're in. So that's why it's so important. So in relationships, you know, if so like your partner is like really like manifest? on an emotional low, like really like just down, like they're going to be there with them, you know? And like, and so that's why it's going to be so important for reflectors to like mm -hmm. take space away and kind of reconnect to what's there. So they're not getting lost in like other people's pain or emotions or identities or fears or stuff that's not really theirs. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, or it's like, or they're like, the person's really scared mm -hmm. about something that they take yeah, it on as totally. their fear. And it's just like, wait, I'm not scared of that, you know? So I think that like having, again, that's such a good reminder of the, of the sleeping <laughs> alone too. But again, it's just such a, it's such a good reminder that it's just like, um, taking that space alone to really reconnect to what's actually yours. Is that clear? Right. Yeah. Keeping, and just like and, space, and keeping the distance, clear. like knowing, and and the thing is, I, reflectors are a good example of like taking in a lot of energy. But we all have areas in our design where we're the most sensitive to taking in other people's energy. Like you might be taking in other people's emotions or fears or stresses. So when I look and mm -hmm. when I do couple or partnership session, I really dive into that of like, okay, where are you projecting out your energy, and where is the other person taking it in? So let's talk about your design, like you and I are similar in that both we need to take our time when we feel into things because we're emotional decision makers, but also we project out our emotions, mm -hmm. which means that like when we're on an emotional high, the people around us are probably going to be like, I feel great. You know what I mean? Like they're like, so lifted up there with us when we're on a low, not going to feel great, you know? And <laughs> yeah. so like knowing that dynamic in relationships is so useful. Cause like, well, for example, mm -hmm. I project out my emotions my partner takes in and amplifies other people's emotions, which makes him just like such an unbelievable empath and so wise, but mm. also like so important to know those boundaries. Like when I'm on an emotional low, he's just like, he knows to take space because he knows it's not about him. Mm -hmm. It's like not about taking it personally. He's just like, oh, you're going through low, like feel the feelings and I'll see you on the yeah. other side. So kind of understanding those differences so we don't take them personally is really useful. And I mm. love that he's not like trying to jump in and save you. It's, exactly. this is your journey. This has nothing to do with me. I'm here for you to hold space, exactly. but walk, walk the walk. <laughs> like, uh, that, that's a huge thing. And I think too, just this whole system is helping people to recognize like how they work and then how they can be more compatible with the people that are around them. Um, yeah. and, and just appreciating their nature and their divine essence of how they were uniquely created. Exactly. I think that's, 
um, it's honorable, you know, instead of trying to manipulate or, or change things. And a lot of what we've been talking about too, with, you know, the sleeping alone thing and everything is really about having a sense and, mm -hmm. and human design in general is exactly. about having a sense of self-identity, which, you know, people that have been, uh, whether it's um, dealing with addiction or anxiety, depression, or, or codependency for a lot of times don't have that sense of identity or know of who they are exactly. because their attention exactly. has been so outwardly focused for so long. And I think this is just an amazing mm -hmm. gateway to, to start 100%. to build that relationship. And just like or honor that, you know, and also honor yourself. like, wow, yeah. how I do things might be so different mm -hmm. than the people around me. I might need to be in a relationship differently. I need, might need to build a business differently and just like, and, and mm -hmm. supporting yourself and doing that. You know, I think we often make ourselves wrong for that. It's like, oh my God, I'm dating a manifesting generator. I've got to have more energy, you know, mm -hmm. or like I've got to meet somebody and whatever it is, you know what I mean? So I think just like really knowing <laughs> ourselves and honoring ourselves and also understanding that the people around us are going to operate so, so differently than us. Um, so those are the types. There's so much more, but is there, is there anything mm -hmm. specific that you wanted me to cover? You want me to just kind of. Awesome. Well, uh. I guess to be selfish yeah. for a second, I would love to learn more about my mm -hmm. stomach because I'm having a lot of gut pains right now. Mm -hmm. And so something's stuck and I need to figure out what the fuck's going on. I feel like it's been undertone for a really long time in my life and it's flaring up a lot recently. Went to the ER a few days ago. I'm still trying to figure out, pinpoint what it is. I'm digging into the shadow and my emotions and raising mm -hmm. my awareness. I'm eating all the good things. Like I'm doing what I can. <laughs> Such but, um, a great question only because like, you know, again, it's just like our body reveals so much, but so we all have different authorities and the authority is how we're meant to make decisions. And so some people are like, if you're a sacral decision maker, it's all about trusting your gut response in the moment. If you're an emotional decision maker, like you and I, it means sleeping on things, feeling into things. If mm. you're splenic, it's trusting your intuition in the moment, ego, trusting your heart, self-projected, talking things out, the list goes on. Um, but I think for you, so, mm -hmm. you know, I mentioned that you are an emotional decision maker. So meaning that you've got to really like sleep on things, but also for you, it's all about your gut. Mm -hmm. It is all about your gut response to things. And so for what you're looking for when you make decisions is trusting your gut response over time. Like I said before, you're not meant to be able to rationalize a decision. You're not meant to be able to give reason for a decision. It's like the thing feels right mm -hmm. or it doesn't. I don't know why. So I guess my biggest yeah. question for you is, do you feel like you're connected to your gut response mm -hmm. and do you feel like it's something that you trust? And again, just to remind you for you, it's like you're meant to trust your gut response over time for the big decisions, but for the small decisions, small daily decisions, trust your gut response at the moment. Gotcha. Yeah. So I actually just sold my lease or sold everything I own, cut my lease, mm -hmm. packed up a backpack and I'm nomadic now. Mm -hmm. And that was a whole entire gut decision Fine. that I slept on for a few weeks mm -hmm. and it wouldn't go away. So I was like, all right, fuck it. We're doing this. Uh, it doesn't make sense. Let's go. And, um, it's obviously making sense as time goes on, but, um, yeah, the, I will probably be leaning in a lot more into that. I guess of just trusting my gut and the moment to moment stuff. Yeah. There's been a lot of, Yes. I think holding on to old ways of doing things that don't serve me anymore, but just kind of like a, this is what we do. And then that obviously, obviously creates stress. And so maybe yes. just trusting and surrender. And That's been not, a huge lesson in my life in 2020. So like there is a tendency to feel the need to like rationalize decisions. Leaning into that more. Or do you feel like you're pretty good at being like, it just feels right. That's enough. 
I'm it's like 50 50. I'm I'm definitely on the journey towards being total trust and surrender with my gut. I think I'm like 75, 80% there right now, to be honest, if I were to. Yeah. And that's just going to be such a key part for you again. It's just like, you've got this very powerful gut. That's like a super alive aspect of your design. It's also a little bit unconscious, but like, Mm -hmm. I think the most important thing for you is in connecting to it and really letting it guide you. And like, again, Mm -hmm. not rationalizing or being like, I've got to explain it or make sense. It's just like the thing feels right or it doesn't. And do you feel, I guess the last question is like, your gut response, your, sorry, your gut operates in response. So like if something's okay. presented yeah. to you, it's like somebody's like, do you want to eat this thing or go to this place? Like, it's just like, you're like going to feel expansion or contraction. Like, do you feel that kind of visceral gut response and something's presented to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been disconnected from my body for most of my life. I'm, I would say I'm empathetic or empath, right? And, um, it, I was just feeling so much as a kid, didn't know what to do. Also had a lot of trauma. So I just disconnected, yeah. shoved a bunch of caffeine in my throat and just <laughs> worked out like a maniac, like yes. Uh, yes. revved up and got stuck in on in my nervous system. And just, it was, it was a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, and in 2019, I finally dropped into my body, you know, where I'm able to sense yeah. these things again. It's part of a big reason why mm-hmm. I think I left LA was because of the energy collective around me. Mm-hmm. It's just like, nope, not feeling this right now. Um, yeah. So I'm waking up. I would up just to say it, that, like, sure. that's, it's, and you know, I think I'm, when you're awake to it and building. listening to it, I'd be curious to see how that changes mm-hmm. because, like, it's such an embodied, visceral thing. And often I would say that, like, if you're a generator mm-hmm. or a manifesting generator and you are having a lot of gut issues or tummy issues, like, my biggest yeah. question is, like, are you trusting your gut? You know what I mean? Because, like, often, like, the more you trust it, the better it feels. If you are, but like, and then if you're a projector, manifestor, reflector, and also having gut and tummy issues, it's less about like, are you trusting your gut? Because you're actually not meant to have a consistent gut response, but more like, are you honoring your inconsistent energy flow? The fact that you're not meant to do all the doing, like for me, when I overwork and do too much is when my tummy acts up, you know? And so just something to play with. So yeah. So I think for you, it would be really about that kind of decision-making piece. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and the whole thing is all practice. Awesome. You know I mean, it's not like we figure out a thing and we're like, okay, we're good. It's just like we get more and more opportunities mm-hmm. to really bring this into our lives. Um, but it's really just like in terms of the decision making piece, <laughs> right. another really good example to like really understand what your partner is. Like mm-hmm. you might, for you, it's like, you've got to sleep on things and feel into things, but maybe you're dating somebody or partnering with somebody that gets their clarity more instantaneously, you know, and, or maybe they need to talk things out and their truth comes when they give it a voice. You know, and so just kind of like really understanding the difference right. there, so you can again really honor that of the other person. Mm. Yeah. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's another like powerful piece because, um, like, you know, there's the main mm. types, but like, what's another yeah. interesting? Yeah. So I really love something called the profile, and the profile is um, I would say profile design. on the open center. So. um the profile is, let's start with that. So you're, for example, a three, five profile. There are 12 different profiles. They're not correlated to the type. And it's basically around kind of like how we're here to manifest our purpose, but we'll shed light on all the areas of our lives. So you're three, five. So basically two pieces of that. One is that because you have a three in your profile, it means that you're very much here to learn through trial and error. You're here to learn through bumping into things, experimenting and making mistakes, failing, like in some ways, there's no such thing as a mistake for you. And yep. you're not really meant to get things right the first time. 
because like you're here to kind of be in like the beautiful mess of life, like learning as much, all the things that don't work as you are learning all the things that do. And I imagine in the work that you do, it's so valuable because there's such an experiential knowledge that comes with this one where it's just like, you, you're the kind of people that like that writes a book or the kind of person that writes a book where it's just like, I did all the things I made all the mistakes. So I could save you time, you know? So it's just like, there's actually like your personal experiences are so valuable for the people around you. So just like kind of embracing that right. trial and error process rather than like seeking perfection. That makes sense to you. Does that resonate with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like you allow that? A hundred percent. Yeah. You're in. Oh yeah. I, I used to fight it. I think exactly. when I was like a teenager or exactly. in my early twenties, but now I'm like, Oh yeah. Give me all the things. Let's do all the things. Fuck it up on purpose. Let's go. Like I'm leaning into exactly. feeling the walls. And like, um, you've got to discover it all is. the things it's kind of like, to okay, do, I know, you know what that's going to bring you because I know what not to do that do work. Um, yeah. And then another, so the five piece of your profile is also around the fact that you're exactly. kind of like this very, You've got this natural like problem solver fixer kind of savior nature to you, or you might be a little bit more unconscious of it, but there's just like a real gift that kind of coming into situations, seeing exactly what needs to be fixed and improved and then like checking back up. Mm-hmm. You're not really going to be like solving things all the time, but just like the right things at the right time. And the thing for you to be aware of, especially when you think of the context of romantic relationships is that people can project a lot of things onto you, mm-hmm. like project that like you can fix them or guide them or lead them or save them or do this thing or this you can be this kind of kind of partner this kind of friend or this kind of coach you know and it's like it's so beautiful because people see possibility mm-hmm. in you You know what i mean they're like wow you can be this amazing thing but it's like <laughs> it actually just reinforces the fact that like just because somebody sees something in you does not mean that's mm-hmm. true for you it's like people see possibility in your work is to not construct your identity based on what other people see but to trust your gut to know what you're actually available for you know and to kind of like not mm-hmm. overcommit and be like oh you see this sure i'll become that thing it's like no 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 like this thing doesn't feel right in my head i'm a no do you feel that mm-hmm. tendency sometimes for people to kind of project things onto you? Mm. Mm. See? Yeah, I actually like yes. felt that in my gut as you were saying that. That's a that's a new awareness. I've mm-hmm. never had that exactly. before. You want to be in a relationship. I don't know if you're in partnership right now, but like you want to be in partnership where it's like somebody's like giving you space mm-hmm. to be like all the things that you are. That it's not like, okay, they're putting me on a pedestal and like, I feel limited to be this one thing, but I know I'm so much more than that. Um, and mm-hmm. so, and so there are lots of different profiles. Like, you know, for me, for example, like so much of my profile is like being a hermit, mm-hmm. you know, I'm very hermity, but also like very much here to be like a natural at what I do, like not doing the things that feel super challenging or hard, but the things that come really easy. Um, and also I've got this kind of like arc of my life where there's a lot of trial and error earlier in life. And then it kind of eases out later. But, you know, another part of our design that's really interesting, I, I referenced it a little bit earlier when I talked about some people being like hyper empaths in terms of taking in and amplifying other people's emotions, but we all have areas in which we're very sensitive to other people's energy. And so some of the areas where you're the most sensitive to other people's energy is one is kind of taking in other people's stress mm-hmm. and like, and, and feeling like under pressure to get things done very quickly and like applying a sense of urgency to everything that you do. And so, so much of the work for you is like not hurrying for everything, like slowing down, sitting back, delegating, and like using your gut to know what's worth hurrying for and what's not, and not applying a sense of urgency to all of it. And this is really kind of associated with the adrenal glands. And often when you're hurrying for all the things, you can kind of really burn out in the process. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've had adrenal fatigue the whole nine. 
pushing yeah. myself doing that. It's like so much caffeine, just fucking ridiculous. And now I'm, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm dancing with the devil now. I have like 100 milligrams a day, but <laughs> I'm I'm getting better for sure of, of finding that harmony and, and exactly, kind of exactly patience is, I feel, holding things with like, exactly. it doesn't have to get done 100%. yesterday. And it's just like, I'm, things are going to like come happen allowing at the things, right, Allowing things to just right naturally pace, mature. You know, but like, I don't need to rush it. Yeah. Um, And then the, you also have a tendency to be really open mm-hmm. and sensitive to other people's fears. Yeah like being kind of really tuned into just like what people might be scared of, you know? And so, so much of the work is to not take that stuff on as your own. And there can also be a little bit of a tendency to um, hold on to things for too long, holding on to old jobs, relationships, ways of being just because they feel safe and known and secure not because they're actually right for you. So, so much of the work is really just like asking yourself, like, is there anything that I'm holding on to that I like, I'm holding on to just because it feels safe and secure um, and not because it's actually the right thing for me anymore. Do you feel that tendency at all? Yeah, oh my God, yeah. But that means you can become so wise letting go. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. lessons in letting go. Another oh, one sure. of our areas share is that you've also um, got a really open discernment head center. In, in letting go, um, which basically means yeah. you're so open to like the inspirations and ideas that are like coming from all directions. So like you might have like all the ideas in the world and can be so inspired, but can also be like a little bit scattered, you know? And so the shadow is just like losing focus, feeling scattered, feeling the pressure to pursue all the inspirations that come to you. And the wisdom is knowing that like not every idea that comes is worth pursuing. So using your gut to know what do I actually have the energy for just because an idea comes doesn't mean I got to pursue it. And also if I don't create a little bit of structure for myself, I might lose Mm -hmm. a little bit of focus during the day, you know? And so how can I like really, make sure I stay on track. And often I don't recommend elaborate structure for these people, but often like very simple to do lists can be useful. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Cool. So there's so much, right, you know, right. it's no, kind I, of endless. Like one of the pieces I would share so. is that like, we also have <laughs> yeah. these areas in our design called channels and they're basically kind of how we're here to, awesome. um, just like our innate strengths. And mm-hmm. so some of the big ones for you, one is around kind of like, community, Mm -hmm. which is around the fact that like community and friendship and building community are so key for you, but also, and there's like this very tribal nature to your design, but also it's really important both in romantic relationship and in business partnership to have very clear bargains with people, like clear exchanges. Like I'm giving you this thing and I'm receiving this thing in return. Like you can expect this, you know what I mean? You can expect this thing from me and like, and this is what I expect from you, which is like having that clarity in exchange is so key. Oh yeah. Um, do you feel that? And then I talked about being. Okay, cool. Mm, Sometimes yeah. you never know. But that, that. It was so funny. I was doing a couple session mm-hmm. last night, and then like the man yeah, all, all part of the partnership was like very so. quiet, and I was just like, you know, I wonder if it's mm-hmm. resonating. I was like, how is this feeling? He's like, I've never heard somebody put this stuff into words. He was just like in this moment of shock. So beautiful. So um, you also have the strength of charisma, as I mentioned, which is basically this ability to move things into action <laughs> very quickly. Um, and, Uh but again, it's by like waiting for clarity before you do. And then you've also got the strength of creativity. Like you're going to be so creatively inspired Mm -hmm. and such an unbelievable role model, you know? Um, but it is really about like allowing yourself to express yourself in a very kind of unique, authentic, bold, creative way, like not trying to be something that you're not. Mm -hmm. Um, so those are some key pieces. I hope that's helpful. Mm -hmm. Of course.
It was very helpful. Yeah, thank you. And if yeah, for everybody listening, that was 100% spot on. And uh, some of those things I've been aware of and conscious of, and some of them I haven't been as much so. So this definitely helped me. If you guys tuning in uh, are interested about learning your human design, again, so I'm Aaron um, Jones, that's going to be the show notes, on Instagram, the link for website, the website you shout out. But I share a lot on Instagram. Find out more about and, you and what all you um, I have a few different offerings if you want to dive in. One is something called the Blueprint, which is like a beautiful kind of, it's a 30 page, 30 plus page PDF on your unique design. So I always say we kind of come into this life without an operating manual and human design just like quite literally gives us a manual, you know? And so it's just like a, a reference, a thing that we can kind of keep returning to, to make sure we're staying on track. So that's a beautiful resource. We have a discount <laughs> code. So the discount code is heart 10. Yeah. Did I get that right? That's what we decided, right? Heart 10. Um, and then I also do individual sessions, partnership sessions, team sessions, all the things. Yeah. Heart 10. That's your pleasure. Oh my God. Thank Amazing. you so much for having me. You guys go check out all of her stuff. Again, everything's linked in the show notes below. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on the show. For everybody. Of course. Uh, y'all let us know. If you got any questions, hit us up in the DMs. And as always, put some heart into everything that you do today. <laughs>